Welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and this podcast is all about ditching black and white thinking and exploring the gray areas of health, happiness, and everything in between. If you're ready to feel empowered and inspired, then let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 68 of the All or Something Living Podcast, where today we're going to talk about the number one habit that defeats and depletes you and is likely holding you back unless you've already mastered this one. Before we get started, first of all, because you are a podcast listener of mine, I want to let you know ahead of time that in February, in mid-February, I'm actually going to do a live launch of the 10-day self-love challenge, which I've never done before, but I thought for February, we're always focusing on love, especially the love of other people, so I thought it would be fun to do a challenge with you on self-love. So if you've never done my 10-day free self-love challenge, it provides you um, 10 daily audios that range from uh, like one to 10 minutes and every day you have a different topic. So we talk about boundaries. We talk about self-talk. We talk about body image. There are quite a few really good, um, good things that we go through in that challenge. And so as I launch it, um, As I launch it live for February, it just basically means that in the all or something lifestyle Facebook group, we're going to go through it together. Plus, I'm going to add some bonuses throughout the days that we are doing the challenge. So if you want to be a part of that, if you even want to get a head start on the audios, then you can go to laurenkepler.com and in the homepage, right on the homepage, there's a box for you to go ahead and sign up to get the 10 day self-love challenge delivered into your inbox ASAP. So also, I would just like to invite you, whether or not you want to do that challenge, invite you into our Facebook group, the All or Something Lifestyle group. I started it at the end of last year just for really a water challenge that I did. Um, and I want to keep it going as an extension of this fa- of this podcast so that we can really start to build community and have a positive place to really support each other and hold each other accountable. I really do... Um, I really do ensure that in that group and in any space that I bring people together, it is a very positive, supportive environment and I don't allow anything otherwise. So if you're interested in joining that group, um, I'm going to starting next week, I'll be doing weekly video trainings on different topics. So it's like a more, a shorter, but more, um, what do you call it? More not productive, more, um, I'll give you exact like how to's. So a more direct way to implement what you're learning from this podcast or from the work that I do that allows you to maybe add a new habit in every week or, or a new mindset practice, or even work on your daily routine to get yourself feeling more productive and more energized and starting to reach your goals. If that's something that you struggle with sticking to your goals in the first place, I'll have daily accountability check-ins morning and night. I'll be giving away a lot of freebies, a lot of guides, a lot of worksheets, and then I'm going to even do a monthly giveaway drawing, which more details for that will be shared in the group next week as well. So 
If you want to get in, go into Facebook and search all or something lifestyle and ask to be added, or you can go into the show notes and click the link there. All right. So let's get into today's topic. So very vague. I gave you a little bit of clickbait because I wanted you to be curious about this habit. What is this thing that is really holding you back? That's depleting you. And it's something that's so simple. When you hear it, you're probably going to roll your eyes. So I'm just going to come out and say it. So the habit that I'm referring to here is the habit of negativity of being negative. So again, maybe you just rolled your eyes, uh, but hear me out here. Before you think that you have to be positive Sally all the time and there's no room for ever complaining or ever feeling negative, you know those people that are like, I I want positive vibes only, positive vibes only in my space. And you feel pressured around those people to just always be like perfect and positive. Um, And I don't believe in and faking your way into positivity, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't believe in just being like, okay, guys, let's be positive. And then that's all there is to it. I do believe in looking for the positive in things, but it takes some mindset work to really believe the positive things that you're saying or believe in the positive outcomes that you desire. It's not just a override kind of thing where you say, oh, I'm feeling negative. Okay, be positive. There is some, there's some thinking, there's some strategy, there's some mindset work that goes into this. So that's what I'll share and cover in this episode. And before I even dive in, I just want to let you know that there is nothing inherently wrong with being negative or thinking negatively because our brains are wired for negativity. We are meant to be negative. We're born this way. And why is this? Because negativity means looking for threats. So when you're looking for the negative in things, you're looking for the bad. You're looking for what could go wrong. And why do we do this? We do this for survival purposes, for being able to recognize potential threats and overcome them. But this habit no longer serves us in most situations because we're not in a mode in this new, (laughs) I was going to say new age world, I don't know, in this century, whatever, wherever we are in humanity, we're not in a place where we have to look for threats all the time. We're not out in the forest hunting animals or someone's hunting us, anything like that. So we can actually, in our everyday lives, pay attention to the positive and um, and notice all the ways in which flipping your mindset to look for positive in your relationships, in your relationship with yourself, in, the career, in your career, in everything that you do really shifts the way that you show up in your life every single day. And it transforms your relationships, the relationship that you have with yourself, the goals that you set for yourself. And even better, it will transform your health because stress, having chronic stress and feeling on edge all the time is probably one of the biggest culprits for any negative health concerns that you have right now. Most of us are chronically stressed and it's really starting to take a toll on our health. So today in this episode, we're going to talk about three ways that negativity shows up most in your life or probably does based on what I know about um, 
psychology and positivity and all this stuff. And then we'll talk about how you can shift your mindset to automatically begin to search for the positive so that it'll eventually become second nature. At first, it might be a little challenging. Maybe you get a little frustrated with yourself. Try to keep the judgment out of this process because as you know, with everything I teach, we first find self-compassion more than anything. Find self-compassion for being an imperfect human, okay? It takes a while when you're creating new habits and new mindsets. It takes a while for it to actually stick and to sink in. So allow yourself to fail, allow yourself to be bad at it, and just keep moving forward. So the first place that negativity often shows up is in negative self-talk. This one's a biggie, and this is why I start with new clients of mine by working on self-love and self-compassion. That's why the first thing that I offer that you do with any any of the online courses that I have to offer is the 10-day self-love challenge so that you can build that foundation of self-love and self-compassion and then build up from there. Because how we treat ourselves is going to reflect in every other area of our lives. So have you ever paid attention to the language that you use with yourself or the way that you speak to yourself? If you haven't, I want to start I want you to start doing that today. I remember the first time that I ever actually really started to listen and it's so interesting now to be in the place that I am where I'm so kind and so loving to myself to stop and try to remember and reflect on how I was even just five years ago, how I talked to myself. And in the self-love challenge, I actually talk about the different voices that we hear in our heads and, and where they came from or where they are inspired from and how you can rewire your brain. So I do go deeper into what we're talking about in today's episode. I go deeper in the 10-day self-love challenge. But anyway... However it is that you've learned to speak to yourself is going to be the most important element because it's going to then um, spread out into how you speak to others, how you feel about everything. Like this is the place to start. So again, as I said, how you speak to your and and treat yourself is likely how you'll treat others. So what you want to do here is just begin with awareness. So just start to notice when you catch a negative thought or when you're saying something mean or hurtful to yourself or you're beating yourself up in any way. Just stop yourself and just recognize it. Don't beat yourself up here. Don't feel ashamed. Just recognize it. Just say, oh, interesting. Like act like you're an outside observer or you're doing an experiment on yourself where you're just... Um, like a scientist in a lab observing something and you say, hmm, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Why did I think that just now? Why did I talk to myself? Where did that come from? The more you begin to recognize it, the more chances that you'll have to correct or reason with the thought. And what I mean by reason with the thought is, is dig deeper. So like I just said before, ask yourself, you know, where's this coming from? Why am I thinking this? And then if it's something, say a judgment toward yourself or an assumption about something, ask yourself, is this really true? Where's the evidence that this is true? And start to dissect those thoughts that you have about yourself. Begin there. And next, the second place that, um, that negativity often shows up is in relationships in your life. 
Now, this can be relationships with family members. It can be so all sorts of complexities in this. So obviously, a a relationship with a family member is going to look a lot different than a relationship with a coworker or which will look way different than a relationship with a spouse, which will look different than a relationship with friends. So all the relationships in your life obviously take on different meanings, but still come down to the same thing. How are you speaking to the people that mean most to you or that don't? How are you speaking to others? Are you, and and I like to focus in mostly on the people that are closest to you because I believe that it's hardest to be nice to those people. I know personally, I have, I have it. It's really easy for me to be nice to strangers and give strangers the benefit of the doubt because there's no charged sort of judgments or experiences with these people, right? Even if I'm in a bad mood, I can be so nice to anybody. And then I come home and I snap at the people who mean the most to me, which is so weird that it works that way, but it does. I don't know. I guess you want strangers to see you in a good light. And then the people that live with you, you're like, I don't care. I'm too tired to even try. And, and, you know, you'll judge, you know, me anyway, you've seen all my moods. So it's so easy for me to be nice and then come home and snap at, usually it's my stepson because I have some things to work out with that relationship. Um, but anyway, it's e- the point is that it's easiest to take it out on the people that mean most to us. So how do you speak to the people that mean the most to you? Are you loving? Are you angry and snappy? Are you condescending? Do you talk down to the people that you care about? Um, there are so many different ways that you can be. Are you standoffish? Whatever it is, just start to notice, start to pay attention. And a lot of people, um, I just am throwing this in here from experience. I have a tendency as a know-it-all to be very condescending without realizing that I am or just thinking like, because I, I, growing up in my household, that's how we spoke to each other. And so it was something I grew up not really thinking it was okay, but not really thinking anything of it. And so now con- the condescending tone is something that I always have to be aware of. So if there are any potential triggers that you can think of or any any behaviors that maybe someone's called out to you in the way that you speak to them or treat them, also recognize that and don't get defensive right away. It's okay to own up to your struggles or again, the way that you were raised in your family. You can acknowledge and recognize and and take responsibility for a certain action or behavior and be okay with that and still want to change. So it's it's okay to, to as I always say, it's okay to be imperfect. So just allow for that as well. And then how do you speak about the people around you? This one is also really, really important, Um, especially this tends to be a thing in girl groups, girl friendships. So something that I've learned, um, actually, this comes up a lot with coworkers and in girl groups. I'm not sure so much about guy groups. I think guys tend to brush it off, but I know that they can be capable of this sometimes, too. But in girl groups and with coworkers, there tends to be some overlap and some cross-contamination, which can, which can get really toxic. So in a, a group of friends, it can be easy to want to vent 
or complain or gossip about another friend in that group to a friend in that group. And it's so important that you don't do that because it can come off wrong to the person that it's directed toward. I always recommend speaking to that person directly when you, after you've sorted through your feelings, after you know exactly what you want to say in the conversation. But until then, if you really feel like you need to vent, go and speak to a trusted friend or a spouse that that is non-biased and a neutral party or a therapist that isn't going to fuel the fire and make you feel even angrier or whatever it is that you already feel. The point is not to air grievances about this person so you can just complain about how shitty of a person they are. The point is to come up with a solution or a resolution to either talk to this person if you feel like they'll receive it well or make decisions about how you want to move forward in the friendship, but keep it out of the circle. Um, And if you need to just journal about it. A lot of times I tend to journal about something first, especially because I can be very unfiltered in my feelings about somebody um, and just and just let it all out as it comes out. Again, it's not always about the other person. Sometimes it's about me and that's why I have to work through my feelings of it first. It's about me, the lens that I'm seeing them through. And so journaling about it gives me some clarity. And then what I usually do second is I go take it to my spouse. I take it over to Jason and I just talk to him about it. I tell him both sides of the story. I say, am I being unreasonable here? Or what do you suggest? What do you recommend? And he's always really good with that kind of stuff. Men are really good neutral parties to talk to. But if you do gossip and you just spread negativity throughout your group, that's only going to end up blowing in your, up in your face and causing more stress. So you don't want to do that. And keep in mind that it's really, really easy to criticize others, especially if you're really hard on yourself. And that's why I always recommend starting with positive self-talk because then it'll become a lot easier for you to then give the other people in your life some grace. Um, and... Again, I mean, you never know what somebody else is going through and there are just so many reasons why somebody might act a certain way and it doesn't give you a reason to just pardon them to just say, okay, your behavior is okay, but also it helps you. It'll help you to understand a little bit more where they're coming from rather than just, I'm going to criticize you because you're not like me or you're not like I think you should be. So as I said before, just practice space and grace. So imagine placing a barrier between you and that person and see them from an outsider's perspective versus your own biased opinion from them. Remember that you two are separate people with separate childhoods, separate experiences, separate mindsets, all of that. They do not think exactly like you do and they do not have to think like you do. So let that go. And imagine that you were like a friend or a therapist um, looking in on the situation. What would you see in that situation? And something that I practice with Jason and that I remind Jason of often and that I remind myself of is to give the people in your life a chance to grow every single day. Now, how do you do this? Practice seeing them with fresh eyes. Don't hold them to past behaviors or things that they've said in the past. Or one of the things that that irritates me the most is when Jason hides something from me and then he says, I didn't want to upset you because last time it upset you, which I understand why he'd feel that way. But also, 
At the same time, he needs to recognize that maybe, first of all, when you say something that upsets and triggers somebody, that's that's for them to work through. You spoke your piece, you said your truth, and upsetting somebody isn't always the worst thing. And it is often a really good thing for a relationship or a friendship to bring you two closer together to work through that conflict. So stop trying to save the people in your life from feeling negative feelings. That's something I tell Jason all the time too. Stop trying to protect me from, from hearing, from feeling negative things. I can handle it. It's better for me in the end, even though it hurts in the moment. Um, but give them fresh eyes every morning and, and allow them to change and to grow. And even if they don't, still be yourself, show up as you need to, say the things that you need to, and then and then again, allow them to do whatever they want with the information. And I don't mean throw toxic insults at them. I'm not saying that you should just like cuss somebody out or say something hurtful to them and say, oh, it's on you to figure that out. But I'm just saying if I tell Jason something honest, like a feeling that I have today, if I say like, hey, today, today you showed up late and it upset me because I had dinner on the table and I'm frustrated that I worked so hard and, um, and it seems like you don't appreciate that. If he gets upset or defensive about me saying that, that's fine. I give us space. I allow him to work through it. Um, kind of going off on a tangent there, but the bottom line here is just give give the people in your life the benefit of the doubt. And then the last place that it shows up is in work, career, or the last place negativity shows up is in work, career, and responsibilities. So how are you speaking about time, the amount of time that you have in your life, about the responsibilities that you have in your life. Are you, do you happen to find yourself complaining that there's not enough time in the day? It's a big one. And I know, um, I know I've, I still, especially when I'm in my semester, actively in the semester of college, I can easily get overwhelmed and start to just complain about how much time that there is not in the day, which really, as I'm complaining, it's just taking up more time. Um, or do you happen to feel caught in your specific situation or a victim to your circumstances? I can't quit my job because this, I can't go out and do this because of this. Um, and does that leave you feeling disempowered? Do you complain about your job or your business or your career often, all the responsibilities? I know as a business owner, there are a lot of hats that I have to wear that I have complained about and still sometimes catch myself complaining about like, oh, I have to learn this and I have to do this and there's so much. Um, So definitely can relate to that. But here's the deal. Negativity only hurts you. When you spread negativity, well, really, it also hurts and impacts the people around you, but you feel it the most because it's inside of you and it's impacting your life and your productivity and your happiness and your energy levels. So when you complain and the difference between like, say, complaining and venting is complaining is being stuck in that victim mentality of, oh, I'm stuck in this place. I can't do this. I, um, there, there's not enough time in the day, you know, things like that. And then venting is more like, is more like solution seeking oriented, if that makes sense. Or even just saying, I'm stressed today. 
Um, I have this going on this, like offloading things sort of, but complaining is being, is feeling stuck in your situation and not willing to do anything to get out of it. Feeling like you're stuck in your circumstances and you're a victim of your circumstances. So how can you shift your focus and place that focus into the more good things about your situation or the things that you do have control over in your situation, because that's a lot more empowering. And then if you notice or recognize you're truly unhappy in a situation, how can you begin to make changes? So say you're in a job that you really hate and you want to start to cycle out. First of all, what's the first step that you can take to get out of that job? And then second of all, as you're still in this job, how can you start to look at it in a po- how can you start to find the positive of your current situation and thrive on that for as long as you can until you leave the job? So I love that I'm getting paid at this job, or I love this aspect of the job. Um, I love the people I work with. There has to be at least one positive thing about your situation. And if you can't find anything, just think about the fact that you're getting paid to do this. So practice, as I said earlier, thinking with a solution-oriented mindset versus a victim mentality. Victim mentality keeps you stuck. Solution-oriented gets you moving forward. So all that being said, the three ways that negativity shows up in your life, uh, or three main ways, there are plenty of ways that it can show up, but the self-talk, um, relationships and career, time, productivity, etc. All that being said, remember to forgive yourself when you slip into negative thinking. And don't feel ashamed because we all do it from time to time. You will never be 100% perfect. You will never be 100% positive all the time. You're going to have seasons. You're going to have ebbs and flows. The most important thing, though, is that you're catching yourself when it's as soon as possible. Sometimes we don't catch ourselves until it starts to affect us negatively, but that's fine. Wherever you find your awareness, just find it and begin flipping and going back the opposite way into positivity. So this is this whole thing isn't about being fake or unrealistic. I know a lot of well I was just I was watching The Bachelor the other night and one of the girls was going off on another girl and she was saying because the other girl was composed and quiet and not saying anything back, the loud girl who was just throwing out her feelings very um irresponsibly was like, you're so fake because she didn't react to anything. But what I saw was that one girl had control of her emotions and one girl didn't have control of her emotions. And so it's not about being fake or unrealistic because I think there's a time and a place to deal with your emotions. As I said, it's always good to either journal about or talk to a a trusted friend or a therapist. It's important that you let these things out, that you let these feelings out and you work through them and you don't just bottle them up or just try to cover them up. But once you do so, once you learn how to constructively work through it, then it's about reducing the suffering in your own life so that you can start to feel good and or better than you do right now and that you can have the energy to do all the important and fun things that you want to do with your time on this earth. It is too, it takes too much time, it takes too much energy to sit and dwell on the negativity and it's just not worth it in the end. So Here's a simple practice for you to incorporate daily. And this will this practice, you've probably heard of it before. It's nothing groundbreaking, but 
it's very simple and very effective and um, most people aren't doing it. So this practice will literally rewire your mind. Um, when you, when you practice things like this, it literally creates neural pathways in your brain. So it rewires your brain to start looking for the positive. So each day set a timer for one minute. And in that one minute, either write down, say out loud, or think to yourself all the things that you're grateful for. So are you grateful that you woke up this morning, thankful for a reliable car, grateful you have a job that allows you to pay for the things that matter to you? Are you thankful for your family? There are so many things to be thankful for from a very simple standpoint to even more complex. Whatever feels right for you, every day is going to feel a little bit different. So try this exercise out. Try implementing this habit. Uh, again, in the all or something lifestyle Facebook group, you can start implementing this habit using my daily check-ins, my accountability check-ins, try it out, feel, and feel free to share your experience on Instagram and tag me at Lauren M. Kepler so that I can see how it's working out for you. So before I let you go, I want to remind you again to join us over in the Facebook group. Search the All or Something Lifestyle or check the show notes for the link. And I can't wait to see you in there and hang out with you some more. And I will chat with you again next week. But until then, remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.